The information contained in this podcast is an expression of opinion and does not constitute investment advice. This is the Gold Money Podcast with Dominic Frisby, keeping you up to date with expert opinion on precious metals and the markets. Hello and welcome to the Gold Money Podcast, hosted in association with Frisbee's Bulls and Bears, with me, Dominic Frisbee. Before we start today's interview, I'm just going to plug something I'm doing at the moment, which is that I've written a book and I'm funding it, or I'm publishing it, I should say, with a company called Unbound that publishes uh, through the method of crowdfunding. You go onto the website, you hear the pitch. If you like the pitch, you pre-order a copy of the book, and if enough... Um, orders go through then the book gets funded and it gets published so if you're interested in reading my book and finding out more please go to the website unbound.co.uk that's unbound.co.uk and i'll post a link on the homepage of the site right it is my pleasure to be talking today to my good friend dave skarika dave is usually found in the bahamas but this week i think he's in toronto is that right dave Yes, I am. I'm visiting family, and actually, there's a there's a show in Toronto on tomorrow, and uh, which I guess I don't know if this will come out, but it's, anyhow, it's at the end of September, and I'm going to that show as well. Okay, well, Dave, um, let's start by talking about uh, our favorite subject, which is of course gold. Uh, what do you? How do you see gold at the moment? And then uh, continue on from gold to uh, the gold stocks. I have been really bullish since probably the spring because number one is how cheap the gold stocks got. Uh, if you look at any valuation metric, you know, just the simple one of comparing them to the price of gold or, um, you know, in, uh, normal valuation methods for stock equities like price to earnings ratios, we're seeing gold stocks at near historical lows. And, uh, you know, price for ounces in the ground in, the jun- in terms of the juniors. Um, I just read an action article today that said that many junior stocks which have reserves are priced at something like $46 per ounce or something ridiculously uh, cheap. So uh, the valuation just got so cheap you had to get bullish on them. And then I figured that in Europe, United States, we'd see quantitative easing coming from both central banks, which has happened, which is, you know, going to probably put a buffer and a fire under gold in the next three to six to nine months. So from those two things, the money printing aspect and the valuation aspect and kind of the risk on trade, as they call it, being back, I'm expecting the gold gold stocks to really rally hard here in the next year or so. Okay, I mean, I kind of agree, although at the moment we seem to be having a, a slight correction, probably a correction that was due. Um, how long do you think it'll go on for? Um, well, I'm a big believer in the seasonality of gold. And if you kind of look at the seasonality in gold, you know, which which just paid, played out to the T since, you know, the spring and summer is that, you know, you get that summer, that June to kind of August bottom, followed by the rally into the late summer, early fall, followed by a pullback into October, November, and then the big rally, which occurs, you know, uh, from November into the following spring. So, I think that uh, time-wise, we probably might see this pullback occur, I don't know, for another few weeks into mid to late October, and then as really begin to ramp up. I think the catalyst of the ramp up might be, no matter who wins the election in the United States, and it looks like it's probably going to be Obama, um, that will get a deal to push back the fiscal cliff 
and that will see seen as a short-term kind of stimulus, even though it's just kicking the can down the road longer term. And that could be kind of our, our impetus or catalyst for starting the secondary move higher. And I do think you're going to see, you know, Dominic, you know, I'm not so doom and gloom like a lot of the other guests you have. And I do think you will see now stabilization in a lot of European economies. And again, that will be kind of seen good as not falling into a deflationary spiral. And that will also help the gold and gold stocks uh, into the end of the year going into next year. Yeah, it's funny. There seems to be a kind of uh, uh, maybe not so much um, on that side of the of the ocean, but over here, this sign of kind of apathy is creeping in. It's, it's, it's almost as though we're bored of Europe now. Yeah, it's just that when something gets that bad for that long, um, people kind of just throw in the towel. And an interesting study I just did in my, my most recent issue was I had something called the three-year pattern. And I looked at secular bear markets and even if you're in a long-term kind of 15 to 20-year secular bear market, like say Japan's been in since 1990, the cyclical moves, meaning the short-term one, two, three-year moves, tend to not tend to not last longer than say uh, three years. And if you look at like the 29 collapse or any of the the cyclical moves in Japan since 1990, or even the the the, the secular bear market in gold that happened from 1980 to 2000, none of the moves on a cyclical basis, meaning a short-term basis, lasted. And I consider that means there's no counter-10 move of six months or 50% greater rally, which I consider a bull market. None of the down moves lasted longer than three years. And I think the longest one was the housing stocks. Actually, it was three and a half years. The housing bust, the housing stocks lasted roughly three years or four, and four months in the States. And most of the European markets after their bottoms in March of 2009 topped in say December of 2009. So most of them are almost three years into that downward move and a lot of them bottomed this summer. So I think, yeah, kind of we're getting long in the tooth for that decline. And the European markets were so ridiculously cheap. Actually with gold, they're what I'm bullish on right now. Um, Italy, Spain, Greece, these things all got up down to between five and seven times earnings. Sorry, uh, you're being heckled by my dog there, uh, Dave. Uh, Frodo, shush. Um, the uh, the it, it, I, I went to a dinner last. I called my dog Frodo. Yeah, you're a total nerd. <laughs> I wanted to call him Gandalf, but when we got him with as a puppy, he didn't look like a Gandalf, so we had to go with Frodo. Um, listen, uh, Dave. When um, I, I went to a dinner last night uh, with a bunch of kind of hedge fund managers, and each person at the dinner has to stand up for two minutes and talk about which markets they like and which markets they don't like, and the the general. Um, it always tends to be a slightly bearish tone to the evening, but a, a couple of the more experienced with traders were all talking about you know putting on your helmets and getting in the trenches and hiding. But um, they were, a couple were also saying you know Greece on a PE on, on you know is like two or three times earnings. How cheap Greece is, and a couple were actually buying Greece. Yeah, actually, Greece has kind of been my big trade. Now I I mistimed it a bit because I was looking for them to actually default. And and then maybe kick, I was looking for the extreme, and then now it looks like they're going to keep kicking the can down the road. But if they give Greece the extra two years to kind of get the deficit down, I still think some kind of structure default is going to come. That is actually looks like it's going to be more of the catalyst, and we've seen the strong jump off the lows. What I mean by mistimed it is that when it bottomed in June, I was looking for one more leg lower, but then in the summer when it became obvious the leg lower wasn't going to occur, we started buying Greece. 
And the, the main Greece telecom company is extremely cheap. Uh, there's a gambling stock in Greece I like. And like you just said, these things are all trading at two, three, four times earnings. A lot of the dividends are between five to 10% or even um, uh, higher. So um, the, the problem is, I suppose, is you don't know if you're going to get that dividend in euros or drachma. Or drachma, that, that would be the problem. I actually, one reason I, I was going to be more bullish on the Greek market if they did turn to the drachma, because then they could print money and devalue. And that would probably, you know, mean that the market, even in U.S. dollar and euro and gold terms, would take another three to six months to a bottom. But when that can happen, if you look at all these countries when they default, like Russia in 1998 or Argentina in 2001, um, they usually perform brilliantly in the five to ten years that follow. So I actually wanted them to default and go to the drachma because then you can kind of it's almost like relieving stress or pressure, you know, having like like uh, like a string all wound up and then letting it unwind. And I, I think the default actually ultimately would have been more bullish. But even if they're just allowed to restructure the terms of the austerity, that is bullish in itself because that will relieve some stress. And again, these mar the market is so cheap. Greece from two thousand the two thousand high to the, the 2012 low fell 95%, which is more than 1929 to 1932. This thing absolutely, um, sorry, I, I'm the one being rude now too. I, I got a <laughs> But um, uh, yeah, the Greece absolutely fell lower, it, or so, sorry, actually has time to uh, uh, move higher in a great way. Like if Greece goes up three or 400%, you're still at a fraction of the all-time highs. So I really, really like it as kind of a maximum pessimism John Templeton kind of trade yeah. and as a, as a valuation trade. Okay. When when you did your study of bear markets and you found that the, 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 the kind of down legs, if you like, tend to last rarely more than about three years or so, um, how long did the kind of subsequent counter-trend rallies last? They can last anywhere from, say, six months. And most of the European markets only rally six months from the 09 low to the December you know, 2009 um, uh, top. Anywhere from six months to a couple of years. Um, I think in Europe, because of the valuations getting so low and the sentiment getting so negative, this could be a one to two year rally before maybe it peters out in 2013 or 2014. So. I'm not looking for a big secular bear or sort of bull market because I still think the fundamentals need to shift. And actually secular bull markets usually begin when the central banks around the world raise interest rates to cut off inflation and stabilize the kind of their currencies. And that's what happened, say, in 1982, um, yeah. in the, or, you know, the early 80s. And at, we're on this act or the late 40s or the early 20s. We're the exact opposite right now. So I would think that this is just kind of more of a cyclical bull market, a valuation play. And the real big, say, 10 or 20 year bull market in equities can't begin until we kind of take a, a care of a lot of the problems on the fiscal and monetary side of things. And we're on the exact opposite of that, like I just said. Okay, so um, you know this is uh, um, we're just coming up for the last week of September. What trades are you making at the moment? Are you buying anything? Are you selling anything, or are you just uh, uh, going with the flow? Um, I was buying more in the summer, but yeah, definitely a lot of the times the easiest time to buy it would say be April two thousand nine in equities, or after they first had their big move higher, 
Yeah. And then you kind of wait for the consolidation or pullback. So definitely in this kind of uh, time frame, the next two months, meaning October and November of 2012, I'll be looking to buy gold equities and a lot of these beaten up European equities. So actually, on top of Greece, um, I've been buying all the, the pig nations because they're all the most beaten up. So look at buying selected uh, Spanish and Italian and Portuguese equities and um on, I think, this kind of consolidation, I think we'll take back, say, 50% of the rally that occurred since the summer and look to buy all of those things. But I think you can't go wrong with junior golds, uh, gold seniors, and again, a lot of the pig nations. Actually, the market I'd be most, or le- sorry, most bearish on or least inclined to buy is the S&P 500 in the United States. Um, I-, I just think that because it's held up so well, it has the least upside. Uh, you know, it doesn't have the coiled spring upside to say a lot of these beaten up European markets. Is it going to go and test the 2007 highs, do you think, on this move? I, I think it might even go above those highs because it's going to be dragged higher by Europe in the, in the rally um, of the next year or two. But again, it, like you know, that's only what, a 10 percent rally yeah. from current levels. It's not really much of a, a big deal. And it kind of if you look at the secular bear market of the late 70s. I think in 78, 79, the S&P actually went above the 66 and 74 highs. So this can happen in secular bear markets. But um, again, because, you know, like, like I rather buy the Italian market at seven times earnings with higher dividends than the U.S. market at basically twice the valuation. Yeah. And the U.S. is just as big as basket case as Italy. So why not? <laughs> and what about gold? What are your long-term targets for gold? Are we, how close are we to the end of all this? Um, I think long-term, now I'm looking at the Dow to, to gold ratio going to one-to-one. But if we're looking over the next year, I think there's no reason gold can't go to 2000 by the spring of next year. And there's no reason that by the end of next year, we can't be kind of in that you know, 23, 2400 range. Well, I hope so. All right, yeah, then, and Dave. I think the stocks will be start catching up on a valuation basis. Very good. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Dave Skarika, a real pleasure talking to you, as always. Why don't you give out your website so that people can find out more about what you do? Yeah, my website is addictedtoprofits.net. And usually from time to time, I do have, I have a free uh, kind of version of the letter. And usually I do have some kind of deals in terms of extended subscriptions or discounts from the subscription uh, price, probably we'll do one in October of November or November. So um, if you sign up for my free letter and you like what you see, you know, you'll have a chance to maybe uh, participate in one of those kind of uh, offers. Okay, there we go. Addicted to profits dot net. Dave Scarica. That's the key. <laughs> dot net. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dominic. Subscribe to the Gold Money newsletter at www.goldmoney.com to receive email updates on new articles, videos, and iTunes podcasts from our Gold Research section.